Welcome everyone to the testing room where three of the gaming industry's best video game consultants who have never actually consulted on a video game bring you new topics each and every week. And we're going to kick things off the same way we always do by saying, I'm Alex, aka The Gauze Father. And I'm Christian, aka Pseudo-Udo45. And I am Preston, the Funkadelic Jedi. All right, welcome everyone. Um, so we're going to dive right into our weeks. I'm not going to start this week. I, I thought about rolling a die, I thought about flipping a coin, um, but I think I'll just open it up and say, hey, who wants to who wants to kick things off with their week? And I'm going to ask the producer, who do you want to go first, Preston? I can go first real quick. It's, uh, I have a small week. Um, I uh, didn't do too, too much. Um, I did play a little bit of the Metroid Dread. I uh, got a little bit further with that. Um, if you will, I defeated my first Emmy. So if you want to kind of put that in the progressions points. Um, it's a good game. It's not a game you want to walk away from for two to three weeks. Uh, you need to continue to play this game. It's a game that people speed run. It's a game that you can beat within eight hours. Uh, four hours, if you will. If you want to get hardcore with it. Um, but... You should know what you're doing, and if you walk away from it for a week or two, you will lose that kind of ideal of uh, finding out how to navigate the maps, uh, where you're going, where, where you've gone to, and uh, that's the issue I ran into recently. I, um, I jumped into it today, and um, I had some fun with it. Um, it just took me a minute, and I had to actually go to the good Google, good the wiki, and uh, do my little strategy guide pull through. Um, and yeah, I'm like, okay, when I went to that next area, let's say that I, uh, I thought I couldn't do anything because I did not have anything that would protect me against fire, but I just missed a small cube that I could have shot and continued through the level. Um, um, but if I, I, I spent an extra, like I can guarantee you a half an hour, 45 minutes going back to the previous area, trying to figure out what I was missing. And it just, it threw me off through a loop. Um, but Metroid Dread is a great game. It's, it's fun, but just don't stop playing it when you start playing it. That's my only advice to anyone who actually Finish it. it. Start, start and finish. Yeah, just, just yeah. don't stop. Keep playing it. Just, just keep going through it, and you'll have a great time. Um, me, I'm having issues because even when I went back to that second playthrough, I was trying to remember, okay, what's the, uh, what's the slide move? What's the uh, what's the counterattack move? Like what which 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 buttons do which things? And that was my issue. Um, trying to get back into the swing of things after like two or three weeks of just I don't play that game. Okay, I want to play the game again. I can't remember to play that game. Um, outside of that, um, I'll give you another update. I'm still having fun with Star Fox 64 on the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> so you I say. I apologize. Uh, I paid for it already, so I might as well just have my phone with it, right? Um, it's better on a actual, like, uh, Game Pro controller. Um, it, it, yeah, I did not enjoy it a lot on the handheld. It did not do very well with uh, how it felt. But playing with the, uh, my little game, game Pro controller, it feels a lot better now. It it does. Did you better. buy a pro controller for this game? No, okay, I do. If I, I want, no, okay. I, if I could, I would have bought the sixty four controller, but it's already sold out on the. Okay. Because even I'm a pre, I paid for it. I paid for the ability to buy this controller. Guess what? It's sold out immediately. 
Wait, what so do you mean you paid for the ability to buy the so controller? So you cannot buy the uh, 64 Classic controller or like the Super Nintendo Classic Classic controller or the, uh, say, a Genesis Classic controller unless you pay for this online subscription. And then you can then you can actually pay for it on the Nintendo shop. Nintendo Nintendo is the only fucking company I know that is able to time gate and like it, hardware. Like it is so insane. Like they did this with that fucking Super Mario collection thing where they were like, "Oh, uh, hey, by the way, this is a limited time thing where we'll just we're going to you know, six months, and we're just never going to make this game again. So, you know, get it while you want. These yeah, except, except for this one, you can't even get it if you want it, apparently. Because no, he paid yeah. for the service, and yeah. now can't even order the controller. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I was like, I straight, I straight up wanted to get a 64 controller. I'm like, you know, it's just be better if I had a wireless Nintendo 64 controller. And I can just, it just feels right, right? I could play Star Fox 64, and it would feel more natural. Um, I can't buy that. It's sold out. Imagine if you had a 64 controller that you could just plug into a console and play Star Fox 64 on. No, so um, I almost did that today just to have a fun story. <laughs> like, almost like, I'm like, yeah. And you were like, oh, way, wow, it runs too good. I have to turn fucking, this off. Yeah. But no. Uh, I decided to play more Dread and try to watch a uh, show. So. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, it played a lot better when I played on the Game Pro um, pad, um, but outside of that, yeah, it'd be nice if I could get a 64 controller that was wireless to my Switch. That would be, be fantastic. No, don't give um, them that money because then that's going to set a precedent for other bullshit that they're going to do. He's already the said the pre- it doesn't. He if you the last episode, yeah. Preston literally says the words, "It's okay, I know I'm the problem." <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a very good point. He did say that. I did. You got um, me, Nintendo. You got me. Yeah. But outside of that, I was trying to uh, watch the uh, show Foundation today. Um, the, the first episode I was trying to watch today, and I just... It was... Uh, it's, it's an interesting um, ideal. It's, uh, they have great um, concept art for, their, I guess, their uh, ships and stuff. Um, the ships remind me of Homeworld a lot, if you ever played the other uh, games. Uh, the very vertical ships... Um, with the circular background, yeah, um, that's what it reminded me a lot of. And I got into it. It's not. It's not a horrible show. It's just uh, get ready for an hour and a half of exposition and very long, drawn out um, dialogue. Uh, well, it's a. It's, yeah. I mean, it's it's a huge. I think it's a trilogy. Um, yeah, it's, and it's it, a big it, book kind of world. Yeah, and it's by Isaac Asimov. So mm-hmm. you know, it's by like one of the forefathers of sci-fi so it is yes it is deep it i is deep. i was very trying to think deep. you said that name and i was like why do i know that name but it's because <laughs> of uh i want to say silicon valley but it's because of um mythic the show quest. Mythic, mythic quest, quest. thank you yeah. yes yeah, yeah it's yeah. because of mythic quest <laughs> the writer just like has a lifelong vendetta against isaac asimov for giving him a bad critique oh, really? of his book yeah he, it's yeah, very funny he, yeah, he rewrites the guy's like entire book so but nice. yeah, no, I, I tried to watch that today, and it was, it was rough. I wasn't ready for it. Um, but if I knew about what that was, I would have been ready. Um, it gets... Yeah, it, it, it's, it's not bad at all, at all. Yeah, it, it's, it's a good show. It's just long-winded. So we, let, we, we finished episode one a while back, and we, I remember leaving episode one with Allie and her just being like, I feel like I have more questions 
now than I did before. And not just like, yes. oh, where's this going? But like, what is going on and all of that stuff. And we had some critiques for the first episode, but we're caught up now. Um, Are you? Okay. And yeah, and it, it gets... It gets good. It gets really good. There's more action. They're, they start to give you some answers pretty quickly in episode okay. two and three and four. Um, so you still don't have all the answers, and you can tell it's building to something really interesting, but it's there's more action and more stuff going on. It's a pretty cool premise. So Christian, there's like there's this thing called the Empire, um, which is probably one of the coolest sci-fi premises I've seen. So you have the Empire, but the Empire isn't like the group of colonies they own right like not the roman empire it is three clones of one king so as this king was dying he cloned himself so there's like him on his deathbed him in middle age and him young and those three ruled together as the empire um so you have like interesting dusk my, dusk dawn and, and daylight or something yeah. my major issue is the middle version of that so the actual like let's say like not the child not the older uh, person but the uh the Lee middle, middle age yeah, his name yes Lee Lee Pace, Pace. Yeah. um you'll know him from guardians of the galaxy um that dude with the uh the blue face i forget his he's also in lord name. of the rings in the hobbit he is also in there yep. as well so mm-hmm. you you can hear that in his voice his voice is very particular and mm-hmm. christian when, when you if you were ever to watch this you will hear that voice and you're a lord of the rings fan you will you will just not think of that character at all. You'll, yeah, yeah. Only think of the character. character I, I love Lee Pace. He was also in like pushing daisies and stuff. So yeah. I, I think Lee Pace is fantastic, but he has a very distinct, like, his deep voice is voice, yeah. just, it, yeah, it just gets you. Like, you think of all those other characters he plays every time you hear his voice. And that's the only issue I have with this, honestly. I do hear Ronan the Accuser in, in his voice when he talks. Very much yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. But it's it's a cool premise, um, just the way they do that. But yeah, stick with it, Preston. It, it there's still a dialogue. No, I'm sure like, I will. Yeah, but a lot of different story. But it gets good. More action. Other stuff happens. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, it's just yeah. Nice. But other than that, uh, yeah, no, I'm all good. Um, other than that, uh, me and uh, the boy over there, who's a crate right now, we actually went out on a Halloween and did Ren and Stimpy, and it was fun. It was a lot of fun. How did he? Uh, how did he do? Does he do pretty good in like groups of people? With oh uh, yeah, he does fine. Uh, but we were outside sometimes, and uh, it was very cold, and the the ground was wet, so he wasn't super a fan of that. So it didn't last long. Um, but yeah, no, Ren Snippy happened. It was fun. Nice. I saw the pictures. They look good. Yeah, they yeah, were super man. good. So shout out to Colleen who made the costume. Okay. Well. Um, Christian, do you want to go next yeah. with your week? I can go. So <clears throat> uh, this week is actually fun. It's the one week that I didn't actually dabble in 14 at all. Um, oh. So no update there. But, so I mean, it's still the same. I'm just working on stuff, but I haven't. I just didn't play it yet this week. Uh, so I've done two things, three things, but two I'll talk about kind of quickly, and then one I'm going to go hard on. So uh, first thing is... Um, I beat Psychonauts 2. Yes. So that's done. Awesome. Uh, very good game. Ends great. I There's nothing that I would change. Well, there's some things that I would change, but not, not story-wise. So the story I thought was great. Um, it handles... It, like, really goes after uh, some complex, like, mental health stuff. Um, 
that I was surprised to see it handle. Like, there's a couple, like some of the story beats. You know, I, I won't spoil anything, but uh, a couple of the story beats happen, and you're, I was like, oh boy, I don't know. Okay, double fine. Like, I don't know if you have the chops for this. Like, this is heavy, and because uh, you know they're usually known for double fine. Is usually makes. Um, like fun games, like funny games, kind of yeah. like they try to be a, a, a comedy twist on everything, and that certainly is present in Psychonauts too. But there's some subjects where they are very deadpan serious, and uh, they actually handle all of them pretty well. Like I, there wasn't any that I was just like, "Ooh, that's, that's that doesn't feel good," you know what I mean? Like it was it was good. Um, I don't, the only thing I would change. About I don't it, think you can afford to mishandle some of that stuff in today's oh and definitely not that's why it pays I was off saying. if you do it pays off if you do it well but you definitely cannot afford to do it poorly yeah it's definitely a gamble in my opinion like because if you get the wrong writer to fuck that up like that's a bad day yeah um they do do the one thing that annoys me in in these games oh. and i think alex and i taught us about this before oh. but it's one of the it's one of the things that i love about the first jack and daxter um which is that there is nothing that is unobtainable to you when you're in a level, right? So, like, before... Now, it might be unobtainable to you in that level if you have not progressed far enough, but before you leave that level, you will, like, by the end, when it's telling you, like, hey, you can move on to the next area if you want, you can turn around and get everything. There's nothing that will be hidden from you. Um, or, or unattainable from you. Whereas with Psychonauts 2, it is, it absolutely does that. And it just, it annoys the shit out of me with the collectible part of my brain. Like I hate leaving a level and it being like some random, like 47 out of, you know, 58. And you're like, you missed okay. Yeah. And then you look and you're like, all of these are things that I need other powers for. Like I, I physically can't get to these. And then you sit there and you think to yourself, like, can I? I don't know if I can. Da, 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 da. And then you have to, like, think about it. And then, you know, you either decide to, A, look it up, which I did not do because I'm trying to not use guides at all. Um, but I was sitting there and I would just sit there for, like, an hour sometimes and being like, okay, I've exhausted everything that I can think of. So I can't get this right now. So I'm going to come back and try later. Um, but there's some in the very first area of the game that you cannot get to without an end game power up. The like one that you get <laughs> that like sucks. The one that you get like two and a half hours before the ending. And it's just like Oh God. Like why now their new game plus, you know, is it just drops you right back in, right? So you can just turn around and it'll let you revisit every level and every piece of a level. So you can always go back and and go get things that you missed. But it's it's just like it's so annoying. So I don't know when I'll go. I'll, I'll probably go back and do that. I just don't know when. But I've I have so many games that I want to play before uh, Endwalker comes out that I'm like I I don't mm -hmm. have time to sit here and it, the end of this year is game. getting pretty packed too. Yeah, I know. Game, well, there's so. that, and then like I have to do. Cause I want to get all these things done before Endwalker, so that then when Infinite drops. Because I'm going to be dropping everything for basically infinite, so it's yeah, gonna that's be, true. We're yeah. we're going to have to power through Endwalker. Yeah. We don't even have to get all the gear. We just have to power through the story because then we'll have forever to get our gear. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can and run then, that whenever. Yeah, yeah, but we're yeah. going to have to power through the story, and, and we got infinite is there. We got to. I'm with we, you. We got to get this guy at least 
to. Yeah, sure. I love how defeated he is. He's like, it's not gonna happen. That, I mean, we got literally so close. Not gonna happen, like, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah. this is point. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not there yet. I just. Yeah, we'll get him there. We'll get I him. read a story where the uh, the original Final F- uh, Fantasy creator played the entire story to level cap in 14 in under a month. So, just saying. Uh, impressive. My vacation time he renews around December. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all I can um, get um, I'm out of PTO. Sorry. <laughs> so, the next thing that I did, which... Preston forgot about, but oh. we'll talk about it. Oh no, are we gonna talk about it? You play Strive without it? him? No, yeah, we he, played yeah, Strive he, together. He was, he was super upset because uh, I was just yeah, running him into the ground. No, he's day. such a lot. Okay, it's, it's so no. bad. Ooh. So he he's been doing this. Hands, he's been doing this, since and we- he's doing like this thing. It's like. He'll tell you. He'll tell you. Like, come on, Preston. <laughs> tell him. Tell him. So, tell just him. so everybody's clear, Preston did me the favor of streaming this, so you can go on to <laughs> twitch.tv slash Funkadelic Jedi. No one knows how to get there. No one yeah. knows how to get there. There's, there's no <laughs> so, way they can find out how to get there. It's fine. Preston's so, like, go and play a boy. Tell him. Tell him what yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. So, so we, we hopped you. on some Strive. Uh, and before I get to Preston and I sets, I will say to, uh, for a character update, I did try the new character, Jacko. I do not like her. For she's a hot very cool. Second. Very hot second. Yeah. I tried it for one one easy. set, yeah. and I literally I told Preston as soon as the set was over, I literally went to immediately to change character. So she is. All of her stuff is built around summoning these little minions, and then mm-hmm. either working them into her combos by like hitting them with certain moves that will send them flying in certain directions, or she has commands that she can give that will mm-hmm. give like that'll allow them to do certain things. Um, it is like three things too many for me to juggle in my head when I'm yeah, trying to also lot. worry yeah, about yeah. like like I'm trying to pay his, attention. Yeah. I'm trying to pay attention to Preston's moves, right? And I'm but also I'm sitting there being like, okay, I've got to summon these and then try to do this and like command them to go forward while also thinking about which way I can kick them or punch them. Like it's too much. It's too much for me. My brain is far too small. But I'm sure for somebody who is much smarter than me, that character is dope. But I, it's I can't figure it out. Um, yeah, fun things with it, but I, I will never ever, ever be able to do that. For sure. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, but so then with the the recent updates to the the buffs and everything like that uh, that happened to the character roster, I I grabbed uh, my old reliable. I went back to Nago, and. Uh, just so everybody's clear, I feasted <laughs> that night. I'm sure he did. We had seven sets, and it was five to two in my favor. Yes, so he has this number. Yep. So that is what happened. I did. And joke. apparently, apparently, it's yeah. impossible to go see this proof. On twitch.tv yeah. slash Funkadelic Jedi. Yeah. Who yeah. could get there? I, it'd be very hard to go look this up. But it's, it's amazing how you can um, look this up. But I will say, dude, it was like, Preston and I haven't, unf- it is a travesty, but we have not played this game like two months, basically. I can't remember here. my fucking combos. It's so crazy. And, like, okay, we're just going to do this now. Okay, just go going. Yeah. And, but it was like, it was like nothing had ever happened. Like, we were just immediately back to 
like talking trash and having fun and doing these things just like like we literally had just played last week to the point where I was almost in tears laughing so hard because there was a moment <laughs> where one of the sets that Preston won, I started the next round. Was it and Eno? I was, <laughs> no, was it, it was, like, it was, Eno and it was Potemkin because it was the perfect okay. round that I got. Oh, so oh, what happened yeah, was, yeah. yeah, so so what happened was he, he wins a set as Potemkin and he picks him again. And so I pick Nago again and I'm going. And the first round we start fighting and... I end up getting a perfect on him. As I'm juggling him in the air, Preston starts laughing and going, he's so mad, you guys. He's so mad. Like, he's just, he's, he's so tilted right now. He's, and I'm like, motherfucker, I'm not, I'm not even mad. I'm just playing the game. And he's just like, look, he's just this tryhard over here. Just really, he's just really tilted right now because I, I won. Just da, 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 da. Yeah. Like, I just, just push so pushing. And I was like, dude, what is going on? And it's we fun. just started laughing so hard. It's fun. Um, yeah, the game's great. I there's there's uh, you know we said what we needed to say about yeah, Guilty Gear. But fighting games are fun, bro. Yeah, it was so much fun, and we're gonna obviously we're gonna keep playing. So, but that yeah. was the nice little comeback we did, and yeah, his for some reason the developers at Arxis decided to give Potemkin more damage because yeah. It's 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 not it's because you know apparently he was hurting before you know he has a punch that can take forty five percent of your health but hey look man the guy needs a buff he's out here starving so but if you're not in the one fourth of the area you'll be fine right yeah that far back yeah you won't get hit so we we did that uh, he the two sets that he played as Potemkin he he beat me um yeah but it was yeah fine. it was time. yeah Christian beat me most of the time I I joke I joke. But uh, yeah, no, Christian beat me majority of the time. Yeah. But it's fun to kind of like go back into a fighting game and just like, I can't remember what I'm supposed to do with this character. Okay, let's, let's do it now. Let's do it now. I haven't played this yeah. character for two or three months. And then um, he, but yeah, we, we, we get down at the end and he gets on. He's like, yeah, man, this is fun. Da, da, da. He's like, I'm going to have to go on YouTube and find the new strat so I can kick your ass. Anyway, bye. And then hang, like, <laughs> clicks, and it was done. And I was just like, dude. And then I'm talking shit on Discord. I'm talking shit yeah. on here. Yeah, he yeah. literally said so then right after that he gets on Discord, types it, and he's just like, Yeah, so anyway, guys, I beat Christian's ass. Da, 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 da. It was you guys missed it. It was a total blowout. He's trash. I was just like, dude, it, it's just He's like sleeping it never with left, his, man. Um, full-size uh, Nago pillow, cuddling with it. Yeah, that's what he said. Crying. Yeah, he told me that I was yeah. hugging my body pillow, crying into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah um that's, that's what you do when you play fighting it, games. Yeah. Uh, and then the final thing that I've played is something that I'm going to have a really hard time talking about, but it needs to be talked yeah, about. This game is, we all need to try it. So this game is called Inscription. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a, to me anyway, and to most people, based off the Steam reviews, uh, it was a complete stealth drop. Like this, It's made by one dude. Um, he made this game and just dropped it on Steam and basically told no one anything about it and um people just you know randomly started getting into it started playing it and this game is something else man so the 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 things that i can compare it to are like a 13 sentinels or a doki doki literature club in that 
the game presents itself as one thing and then it becomes something else completely uh is it a visual novel both of those games no, are visual novels right no so this game specifically is it's a card battler like roguelike is basically the way to say it. That so none of that sounds like it should go together. So honestly. so basically, so what happens is so the inscription. premise in, inscription with a Y. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Inscription so, with a Y. Okay. Yeah. So um, the way that this works is you. I, I'm going to describe a very early part of the game, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's as far as I'll go. But essentially, so you start the game. And new game is not actually an option when you start the game. It literally says continue and that's it. You have no other option. Um, So you click continue because it's the only option. And it tosses you in this cabin. And it looks like you were like waking up basically. And uh, there's this like very creepy like dark face with eyes that's like the the sound that comes out when it tries to talk is like... um, like Hypnotoad from Futurama, like it's just like, wah, wah, wah. like it looks like this Eldritch thing. And so you, the text comes up and it basically, you know, explains part of the game um, and says like, you know, what, it gives general rules and says like, hey, basically like you're here playing a card game for your life, basically. Like that's, that's what, that's what this is. Um, and it gives you a general rule down and it's, it's, so it's mostly, I would say the closest card game and that like that's close to it is like Gwent almost. Okay. Um, and, uh, but not like, not like current Gwent on phones, like old Gwent from the video game. So very, like the, very the, the simple. One, the one we actually spent hours playing. <laughs> right. And it was, it's, it's very simple rule set. Um, and, uh, so you start playing through and it basically, you end up playing like a D and D campaign almost with this guy as being like your DM kind of, um, or this thing, I should say, it's not even a guy, but like this thing and it will tell you like, okay, so you walk, like you choose to walk forward, you hit this spot on the map, this thing happens. And then like that will also visually happen while he's describing it. Um, and then you go through and each time that you die, that your path through that, campaign changes um and so for instance like to just to describe how weird this game gets so uh there's a certain point where if you progress far enough uh it will give you the option to stand up from the table um you stand up from the table and all of a sudden you realize like there's a lot of shit going on in this cabin um and there's a puzzle that I will not spoil, but there's a puzzle, and then you end up getting out of it, you get a knife. And you're immediately like, what the fuck am I going to do with a knife in a card game? Like, I don't get this. <laughs> so I sit back down, I keep playing, and then the guy like is like, oh, so you found the knife. Are you really prepared to do what you think you have to do with that. And I was like, I don't fucking know what I'm supposed to do with it. And then like you stab it into the table and it's like, okay, well I guess it's sitting here. So I'm playing and my mouse hovers over it and it just like sort of vibrates to know that you can't interact with it. 
Um, I tried to use it on the overworld map. Nothing happened. It was like, you, you can't use this right now. I was like, okay, that's fine. So I get into a match. First thing I do, because I want to know, is um, I click it immediately. As the match starts, click it. It takes the knife and then stabs my eye out and takes, takes my eye uh, and sets it on like the damage scale on, on my opponent's side. And it goes down to where all I have to do is do one damage to my opponent and then I win the match. And I'm like, what the fuck? But also now like my vision's all fucked up and I can only really see with one side of my face. So like part of the board is obscured this whole thing. So I end up winning that match. And then at the end he goes, man, so I'm not going to lie to you. This is going to be kind of tough with you just doing this with one eye. It won't really be fair. So here's a new one. Like just pick one. And it opens up a chest in front of me and there's this like crazy glowing eye in it. So I click it. And it gets put into my eye, and all of a sudden I see like all these like crazy runes and stuff, and then like this weird like writing everywhere across like the walls and like different things. Like when I stand up, is all telling me like different things. Like it's like hints to things that I don't even know what it's talking about yet, and like locate all this shit. And I'm like, what the fuck is what you know like what is actually going on here? And that is literally that is within the first hour of the game, which is why I feel comfortable. I say like, that's not spoilery. That's that's why I feel comfortable <laughs> saying this because it, I I'm telling you this. This is that is the least interesting thing that happens in this game. Like, and that's that's where I'm at with it. Okay. So what I what I mean by when I say like Thirteen Sentinels and Doki Doki Literature Club is that when it presents itself as something and then changes into something else, it's done that twice now. And what I mean that is in the entire game, like from top to bottom, has changed twice. I am now playing the same game, but it is like if I put three screenshots in front, it would it doesn't even look the same. It would me, me and Christian are on the same Discord. Uh, at this point, I've I've heard many people talk about this game and just have the same feeling that Christian does. Where they don't want to talk about this game. They don't want to mention anything until you finish this game, and then we can talk about it. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I might, and I might walk. I might even forget about doing Metroid Dread and finishing that, and just do this game. Yeah, so it's. I'm like, I, I mean this wholeheartedly. If, if a card game, like just a general, like something like a you know less complex than a magic but like you know if you've played if the if you played witcher before um and played the card game inside that quent uh you'll be really at home stuff like hearthstone um slay the spire like like you know just regular card battlers i guess um if you if you're into that idea at all literally do not do not look up anything do not look up reviews. Do not look up people's. It's like 15 bucks on Steam right now. It's only on PC right now. Um, and do not look up anything. Like, literally, if, if the idea of a card game interests you just in the basis mechanical sense, go play this game. Immediately go play it. Because well, what I'll say is, outside of all the crazy shit that happens in this game that I think makes it truly special, at the end of the day the card battling mechanics that persist throughout 
uh, each, I guess, the best iteration of this game, I don't really know a way to say this, um, are all good. Like, every, it's they are very competent and fun uh, takes on that genre. So, I Have you cool. beat it yet? No. Okay. The car thing throws me off. I'm curious, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah. But I won't um, give it a chance. But, yeah, it's like, it's 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 straight up just unlike anything I've ever played. And I jumped at the chance to play this, actually, once I finished Psychonauts. Um, mostly because I had seen people talk about it. But the second that I saw somebody talking about it in the same vein as, like, a Doki Doki Literature Club, I immediately jumped on it because I was like, I am... I missed my chance to experience that game, uh, like when it came out, and like because I had no idea about it, right? And then like the next time I heard about it was when I watched a Grumps episode about it, and I was like, "Whoa!" You know what I mean? Um, but I didn't actually get to play it. Uh, but and by that time that I had came around to watching that video, like the mystique of that game had been gone. Like I knew something was up with that game, I just didn't know what it was. Um, Whereas this, I went in completely blind, and I, it's, yeah, it's phenomenal. I, hopefully I will be beating it soon, um, just because, yeah, like I'm, yeah, it's, it's, it's very good, it's very good. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's kind of where I'll leave it, because like literally anything that I say other than that is, is like, I can't Spoilers. say anything without yeah. it being a spoiler, so. How long yeah. have you been playing it? Um, you know what? I can check for you uh, here <laughs> while you go ahead and Doki, uh, Doki Doki wasn't that long, but 13 Sentinels, I think, was a bit longer. But then again, those were like gra- visual novels. So how long do you want a game like that to actually last? You know, like it's yeah. 13 old. to 20 hours. Right. Right. Oh, Doki. What? This game or Doki? Doki Doki was like two hours. No, I'm saying like sen- 13 Sentinels is like around that area uh, area of time. Um, I would assume... This is kind of the same from I've hear from friends. Let me see. I have played it for 12 hours. Okay. okay. Yeah. You still haven't beaten it. That's quite a bit. Yeah. Now, now to be there. fair, your mileage may vary on that, right? So, like, I, what I yeah. want to, like, stress there is that um, there are some puzzles in the game that I, I'm sure other people found easy. There were some that I... Like, especially last night, I probably spent like an hour and a half on one of them because I did not, I didn't grasp it at first. And then I, once it finally clicked what the puzzle was asking me to do, I was like, oh, got it. Um, How many card games have you played? I mean, is it like repetitive in that sense or is it mixed like card games within puzzles and environmental stuff? Card games are your main uh, method of progression through the story and through the game. Okay. Um... Kinda, mostly, uh, yeah. It's weird. It's good. If, if, like I said, if the idea of that just playing one of those games mechanically sounds fun, then do yourself a favor. Go. It'll it'll run on anything, is what I'll say. So there's no like. Yes, it's only on Steam, but there is no technical limitations. Any that will, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, honestly, that's my one. My one complaint is that because it's a card thing, I would have loved if this game could have came to mobile um, only because I want to constantly play it. Like I'm, (laughs) it's one of those games. I'm like literally the way that the story is told and the story that it's telling 
is so interesting and weird that I'm like really wanting to play it like all the time. So, I mean, I would appreciate it on mobile or anything else because not everybody has their PC hooked up. So, right. I'll have to. But you just log it the around. You're on right now. Just log into your Steam account and be done. I'm on a Mac. I think there's a Mac version of it on Steam. And it said Windows. <laughs> it launched on Windows. If it's on, oh, okay. if it's on Mac, I'll totally try it out. But when I just like, I didn't look at any screenshots, but when I googled, it said launch on Windows. So I have to double also, check. well, you know what? Plug your PC yet anyway, because you got to get ready for N Walker. So you have a PC, right? Yeah. You, you, you got to find a, you got to find a yeah. place to plug that bad boy in anyway, because we got games to play. Uh, yeah, I know, but N Walker doesn't some. come out for twenty one days, so I, you know, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> anyway, anything else with your week? Nope. That's it nope. for me. Oh man, my week is not uh not much at all actually. Yeah. You guys, you know, I it, we recorded late last week and we're recording early this week and in between that I had a trip planned out of town. So I didn't have an opportunity to really play much. I, I progressed further into Guardians. I'm Oh. I think I'm I'm on chapter 14. I think there's 15 total or 16. So I'm pretty close to the end. Um I'm about to face an enemy that they've joked about the entire game and like side conversations. And we decided to go fight this thing to help us get to the end goal of the game. And I'm not going to say who it is because it is kind of spoilery, but it's not an enemy I expected to ever come across in really any game. Um, But it's a pretty popular one for comics and I'm very excited to see him on the screen. Like I haven't even looked up screenshots or anything. Cause like I want to be surprised when I come across it. So I heard that I mean, people are saying that they like it better than the movie. I, for whatever that's worth. Kind of do too. I mean like the, the star Lord character could be, I, yeah, I don't know. I think the they're issue. like, I mean, he's no Chris Pratt though. Right? No, I think that there's know, the like this dichotomy, sure. this dichotomy with all of the characters where they take the best parts that they think people liked about those characters in the movie and just like turned the notch up a little bit. So like Rocket is funny and kind of a dick. And in this one, like he's just mostly a dick and like Groot. But not is, funny. Uh, at times, but at other times, no, you're just like, oh, you're just kind of an ass. Um, Groot is Groot, and then you have Drax, who, like, in the movie is very literal, but they kind of play with that in the movie. Like, they don't always adhere to the him being literal thing, but this one, he's, like, very matter-of-fact. And, like, Star-Lord is kind of aloof in, like, the humor, and this one, he's, like, so aloof at times, he's almost a little dumb. So, like, they've kind of just turned up little aspects of them, but the story as a whole... I actually like better than the movies um, and some of the things you experience throughout the game. I like better than the movies and stuff. So they've done a really sure. good job with it. Um, but yeah, I'll have that beat sometime this week. Um, so I'll give you an update on that. When I do finish it, I'm really, really close. And then Christian, to your point with the collectibles, I'll have to start a new game plus because there's some collectibles that like it, it's a pretty linear game. If you miss it and the first time going through, there is a possibility you're not coming back to that area and you can't get it. And it does require you to kind of like come, you know, explore every area and there's nooks and crannies you could easily miss. And there's even one part where you have to have a certain amount of money to do something, but you get to an area where there are some collectibles 
that require purchase, but you can't really buy them because if you do, then you can't Ooh. spend the money you need on something else. Fuck it's that. like it's weird juggling. New game plus, I mean, you'll be able to roll through it because it is so linear. You don't have to do any of the side stuff. And I am looking forward to go through New Game Plus because I get to do different decisions than I've made the first time around, and it actually does change the gameplay a little bit. So, like, that's fine. But, you know, I will have to do that. Um, so more to come on that one. Other, otherwise, I haven't really done much. A few trailers have come out. Uh, Book of Boba Ooh, Fett trailer, trailer launch. Yeah, buddy. Um, it looked fine. Um, they didn't show anything about it. So you haven't... You you haven't Fusro dot anybody? You're not. No. It was no. And yes. So no Skyrim. No Skyrim. I have not. I I literally haven't done much of anything other than Guardians. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Preston. It, it looked fine. I mean, they just didn't show anything in the trailer, right? Like I mean, it was. It's a teaser, so it was like letting you know what you're gonna see, which we. You're going to see Boba Fett. We know we're going to see. Boba Fett is in the throne. Wait of... a minute. Wait a minute. You guys are saying that Boba Fett's in the new Boba Fett show. <laughs> those you're telling me. Yeah, right. Surprise, surprise, motherfucker. Um, no, but... Um, yeah. I'm sure it's going to be good. The The most important thing in that trailer was like December 29th, I think, is when it launches. And that's what matters. Because they didn't show much. So he's going right. to... There's going to yeah. be a scene where he's like, you come into my fucking cantina. <laughs> my cantina. I mean, it's on Disney Plus. So I'm sure he won't say that because, you know, like Disney, but probably yeah. close. Can't can't curse on Disney. I had no yeah. idea that he shows up in Mandalorian. That's crazy. Are he does. Serious? No, oh. I haven't seen it. That's why I said spoilies. And then everybody was like, what? Ah. Watch a TV show once in a while, man. Right? Okay. First of all, <laughs> I don't do that. But sometimes I will. It just <laughs> takes me a long time. TV shows, guys. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> Um, the other trailer that launched that I watched was, uh, Morbius. Morbius trailer dropped today, trailer two. Um, I am not sure what Sony is doing with that universe. Buddy. What is like, Morbius this, even? Who is Morbius? No, what is it? <clears throat> Morbius, Dr. Morbius is a, uh, is, is, is being played by Jared Leto. <laughs> and he is a, well, he was always a villain for the most part of Spider-Man. And Dr. Morbius? Yeah, and he is I a... The, I thought the doctor villain was Doc Ock. Nah, yes. Morbius. No, his, yeah. his, his, his name is Morbius. He's a vampire. Like a literal... He's like Dracula. He's, well, of course yeah. they got Jared Little to play that. Of, yes, so... Does he so, play... Is, does he try to be like a sexy vampire? No, he's not. No. He's not like Interview with a Vampire. Not, not okay, Brad Pitt or Tom Cruise. Okay, vampire. yes, that's exactly. Uh, wow, he's, he's, you like he's read also, my mind because that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking of. Um, but also, I just this is not me. That's like no, you know, yeah. shade to uh, Jared Leto. I just that's what so, I assume so he would if, play. Well, yeah, he's a good-looking guy, right? So if, if you're on a scale of like. Interview with a vampire being sexy vampire and like what we do in the shadows being like everyday comedy a movie vampire. I've never seen. It's also a TV show. You should watch them both. They're freaking hysterical. This one falls right in the middle somewhere of like he does not look pretty when he's in his vampire mode. He looks straight up like scary vampire. But that's why I say I'm confused on what what Sony is doing with it because in the first in the first trailer they're like. Hey, he's gonna kind of—he looks like this antihero, like Venom, right? Like we're gonna take this guy that was always kind of a bad guy, 
and make him an anti-hero, which they did in later comics because you got to yeah. keep printing paper somehow. So you, you everybody's been through everything. Yeah. But in this second trailer, it's straight up like vampire horror film. Like guys are when they go through the quick introduction of like how he becomes Morbius in the trailer, the next scene are like two cops walking through a warehouse and one cop just gets grabbed from the ceiling and like taken up. And it's not like another bad guy or it's, it's Morbius. Like it's him. He's just so murdering people. Is so, he supposed to be like an anti-hero or is he, he or has he so, always been like a straight up villain? That's what I don't, that's what I don't know. Like, I, I thought it would be anti-hero because who wants to watch just a villain horror movie? A superhero movie, right? Like, I'm down for a slasher movie or a horror movie if it's that time October. of the year, if it's October or whatever. Yeah. But, like, this looks to be straight-up vampire horror film. But then there's one Easter egg, if you will, one comment when he looks at this guy and he puts his hand down to, like, help him up. And he's like, who are you? And he's like, I'm Venom. And the guy looks at him all scared. And he's like, I'm kidding. I'm Dr. Morbius. I'm here to help you. So, like, clearly this takes place in the same universe as those others. Yeah. And they're tying in Spider-Man as well, because in the trailer he also runs into um, the guy that played Michael Keaton, who played the Vulture in the Spider-Man movie. And Michael Keaton even says, like, hey, you and I should should stay acquaintances sort of thing. So, like... Hey, hey, you can't, if, if our parent company ever figures out how to pay Tom Holland some money, he's going to come in here and <laughs> kick your ass. I yeah, so you. it's, like, it's like you can't... You can't be anti-hero and have him just literal, like, murdering people like a vampire and then keeping up with the vulture. So he has to be a villain. But, like, who's going to want to watch a movie just about a random villain vampire? And then you're going to, what, pull... I mean, you're already doing a Sinister Six in this new Spider-Man, so, like, what are you going to bring? Are you going to do a second Sinister Six this time with, like, the vulture and... Um, Morbius and Venom I don't know I mean I guess they could be in the new Spider-Man movie I have no idea but it's just it's like it looked it actually looked interesting because it looked very different Um, and I'm down for a scary movie if that's what it is sure but at the same time like I watched Sony drop the ball on Venom twice yeah and and, and then you say from the studio that brought you Spider-Man Far From Home and Venom. This is like, well, I don't know how to take that. Like, I don't know how. Because <laughs> also, I don't think that you brought anything from about Far From Home. Well, technically, they produced it. They just let Marvel do it all. But they're yeah, like, no, no, we're from here. The to, studio yeah. that brought you, and it's like the yeah. studio that signed a document sometime. Yeah, like it's. I don't know it. But the trailer looked interesting, uh, Preston. I would recommend you go check it out just to see what it has to offer. Okay. Um, but it's. I'm very confused with whatever Sony's trying to do. With their yeah, new... I mean, Sony is confusing altogether, so it's fine. Yeah, so I mean, that's really that's really my week. Like I said, I didn't have too too much, um, All right. which is fine. It'll give us a little bit longer to dive yeah. into our topics this week, For which you told me I was going to get mad about. So yeah, so no. I'm gonna go first again um, because. Our, my topic this week kind of ties into our topic from last week, but not a lot. So don't worry, anybody listening that was like, I don't care about NFTs. This is not like NFT part two. Um, this is something a bit different. But yeah, Christian, feel free to bring the salt today because it's not going to make you happy. We're going to talk about the metaverse. <laughs> um, now, some of you might be wondering, what is the metaverse? 
the metaverse is, uh, I would, I would venture to say the metaverse is Silicon Valley's latest buzzword, right? Okay. Is that probably fair? I mean, I would say that's fair, right? Like it just, I mean, it seems to be, it, it seems to be popping up in a lot of articles and a lot of places now. In fact, Facebook just, you know, renamed their parent company as Meta. And Mark Zuckerberg says he wants to create the the first real metaverse. So it's something that I thought we should talk about today because we were we were so timely with that NFT episode last week. I'm not even kidding about that. Like since we released that episode, I think there's been seven or eight other studios, including Ubisoft and others, that have come out talking about NFT incorporation in their games yeah. within with literally from like the day we recorded to the day our episode launched, like we were very timely on that. Um, so we're probably gonna be the same here on the metaverse. I think hey, we look, man, get, world's best consultants. Look, we didn't get that title for nothing. We did not. And I only think that this topic is, is going to continue to do the same thing. You're just going to hear more and more of the metaverse in the future to the ad nauseum to the point where you're just gonna be like, I don't, I don't care. This is stupid. So I already don't care. Yeah, well, let's talk about it. Um, so, Christian, we'll start with you. I know this is my topic, but something we've talked about is where the metaverse started to uh, really gain traction recently, and that is with Mr. Uh, Robot, Mark Zuckerberg. Mr. Who, Lizard who, in a suit. Who promises he is a real boy. Did anybody... Yeah, and <laughs> even though there, he sunbathes on a rock outside of his house like a weird lizard yeah, creature. But... I don't know if this is fake. It could be. I hope it's not. But did you see the picture circulating the internet of Zuckerberg at his house talking about the renaming of his company to Meta? And behind him, he had like his bookshelf and his records, all the stuff. And then he just had like had a sweet baby bar- Ray's barbecue. <laughs> barbecue yes. Sauce. Yep. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And I know for a fact that that decision went through a bazillion fucking people. And somebody <laughs> was like, it'll, you'll, you know, the kids will meme it up. Zuck, like, just do it, and it'll get some traction because he knows that most people, especially young people, when they hear a fucking a, an announcement like Facebook's gonna change their name and they've got some crazy new developments coming with it, come check it out—a live stream about Facebook. Everybody on the internet's gonna be like, "Get fucked!" Like, I do not <laughs> care. Like, unless my job is covering tech for a fucking publication, I do not give a fuck what you have to say. And so the only way to get people to go and figure it out for themselves and catch a view is to leave a fucking bottle of Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce, which, to look, okay, before I go any further, I'm not out here slandering the good name of Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce, all right? It's good it's barbecue sauce, all right? Delicious. It's very good. However, if you were expecting me to believe that somebody of Zuckerberg's stature left a bottle of... Just sit Sweet there. Baby Race on a fucking bookshelf. A thing that normal Fuck people off. don't do. <laughs> no, but robots okay? do if they're trying to blend in that's, that's with what the I'm real saying, population. That, like, somebody told him to do that <laughs> because it would be clear that somebody from a publication would be looking at that, right? And then they look at it and they go, is that a fucking bottle of Sweet... And then they go and they go to Twitter and they go, guys, check this out. And then everybody and their fucking brother sees that and goes, holy shit. I have to go see if this is real. Let me go look up the live stream. I, I click on the live stream. 
and then it goes and they skim through the whole fucking video, but it doesn't matter because you already clicked, so you already see the fucking ads on the website, so their job is done. <laughs> They've already made their fucking money off you. And you get in, you click on it, you scrub to, and you go, holy shit, it's a bottle of Sweet Baby Ray's. And then you take a screenshot, you post it to your Twitter, and you infect the fucking your brain worms spread to everybody else. It just I can't wait until Hugh drops his next post on 4chan. Do not wish that on people. It is, is, (laughs) hey, he's still there. He's still working from the inside. He said he would put barbecue sauce in the background of the stream, and there it is, right? Like, it's just some hidden message to that entire population. That was the storm the whole time. It was. Sweet baby rays. (laughs) Fucking dumbasses. So... Uh, anyway, Mark came out, renamed his company Meta, and said, which, I don't, why? Why? Which is great, because... Why did you rename yourself so, Meta? So the best part about this is that he starts, and he's like, Facebook has a new name, and it's Meta, right? Yes. Stop. But then, but then he goes to clarify through being like, well, Facebook the company, not Facebook the site. Of course. And it's just like, bro, the whole reason that people tune into this is because you literally, the way you build it was... Facebook's changing their name, not like I'm changing the name of my company. Like you can't you can't change the name to Facebook because literally how would any old person find Facebook ever? Oh again, god, right? you, they all have it bookmarked. Could you imagine it yeah. the day they and I honestly, <laughs> I bet bookmark. you 75% of their user base dot, like it goes immediately. And they'll and yeah. they I can't log in and they'll be like it's the f- I'm not even gonna. Can't find it anymore. I was gonna. Oh I was gonna go way too hard for a second, <laughs> yeah. and so I, I'm going to. I'm going to tone that down and reel that back. <laughs> so I was going to go way too hard. Along with the name change, he said he wants to uh, to launch use his company launch the first real metaverse. And if anybody remembers, or if anybody saw the interview not long ago, it was Mark Zuckerberg and Gail on like you know, a morning show or whatever. And they joined together in the metaverse through his Oculus headset. And I think they were even like sitting in the same room, but they both put on the Oculus headset and they just joined each other in a virtual setting with avatars. Right. And they talked and it was stupid because you can do it without avatars or over a video conference. It's it's fucking weird because you don't need, it's not a problem that needs to be solved. Right. Like, like for instance, this is we are doing a podcast right now. Sure. Allegedly. We are doing it virtually. Yeah, sure. Allegedly. Yeah, <laughs> allegedly. And we're doing we're doing it over Discord, right? And it's a video call between the three of us so we can at the same we can see each other talking, we can interact, we can have this thing and we're recording it. This podcast does not change in a virtual room where we can see each other standing there. I mean, technically we're in a virtual room right now. Right, yes. But you know what I mean, right? Like, we're not in, like, a hol- like where our avatars are sitting there and it's a holographic space and we're, you know, yeah, able yeah. to be like, oh, look, I've got a basketball in my hand anyway. Like, it's it's not, it doesn't do anything. Like, you're not, you're, this is not a, a problem that people have been begging to be solved. Well, then you'll be happy to know that besides <laughs> Facebook, there are still companies out here to solve that problem. Yes. And one of those companies is the sandbox. Well, the game is the sandbox. Um, The company is one that I clearly didn't write down because not enough fucks were given. So 
No. Anyway, there is a game <laughs> called The Sandbox, and they are looking to build the first metaverse before Facebook. And it's going to be not too different, but different in a sense. So Facebook really wants to utilize their metaverse so they can capitalize on people's habits and use that information to sell more ads, sell more products, get more clicks, and so on. This metaverse, however, is looking to bring people together in a virtual world um, for entertainment, for the most part. So let's talk about that a little bit, because um, today, that that's where we want this to intersect with our podcast. We're going to focus on the video game side of the metaverse and how it affects our, our lovely listeners out there as gamers, how it affects us, and how it ties in to last week's topic so- of... NFTs, and, and yes, I do sir. want to say that I think just in, before we get kicked off with the the, the <laughs> Facebook thing that that kills me about it the most is what you're talking about, Alex. Where video game companies who have been working to build these things, um, that's I think the most irritating part of the Zuckerberg's whole presentation is that he builds it as something that Facebook is like leading the charge that they're like pioneers in this in this space to create a virtual world that people can hang out in and just like just hang out for the sake of hanging out right um video game companies have been doing this for years already and have been building these things for years already and have been doing these things but then also then he builds it he switches it to well Ours is special because it's going to use VR, right? And because we own Oculus, so that means that it's it's going to be special. Please believe me. And it's like things like VR chat have been a thing since VR launched. And it's like been the lifeblood of that hardware. Like th- that that is how people interact with that hardware now for the most part because there's barely, barely any games coming out for it. Um, so I just think it's ridiculous. It's and we'll, it's, yeah. but, and, we'll talk and, about some of that too because I think – I think the what people envision when we really talk about metaverse here in a minute, what people will envision will be something akin to probably Ready Player One. And the best experience that could create in your head would probably be through a virtual interaction like a VR headset. Right. Honestly. So I think people would like to believe, like if there's a true metaverse and I'm experiencing it, I'm experiencing it in a virtual tactile way where my full body is engaged. I'm not just in front of a computer um, looking at a screen with this going on. So we'll, we'll talk about that, but yes, I mean, look, Zuckerberg is high as on, on his own supply over there. I, I'm sure he thinks they are leading the charge and whatever they do. Um, but there's a great write up by somebody. I just want to post it out really quick, but there's a great write up by somebody named, uh, Gene Park, um, over at, uh, Washington Post, uh, technically for Launcher, but um, he does great work over there, but he did a great fucking article about this whole, like, the whole Facebook thing in comparison to, like, what was, what he was, like, what Zuckerberg was saying and what the actual truth is, is very good, but, yeah. Yeah, and, and, you know, you probably should read it, and really, that's breaking down tech speak is what you should do after every announcement from every company, any tech company, because 
the, the talking in platitudes is their business. Yep. And, you know, like everybody thinks they're changing the world. Doesn't mean they're the first doing it. So let's talk about it. And this is going to get fun. So um, two days ago, the game The Sandbox raised millions in funding from uh, a, a few groups. They actually raised $93 million. A majority shit. of that coming from SoftBank to grow its virtual world based on NFTs, baby. We are back. So I can see, Christian, you're already excited when I say the words. Um, but it, this one gets interesting. Not necessarily in a fun way, just interesting. So the sandbox started off as a game called Doodle Grub. I know nothing about this game. It was a decade ago. It did not do well. They tried to sell it to Apple, and Apple reps were like, your game looks like trash. We, it's not good enough. We don't want it. Because um, the they said the graphics were too crude. So they're like, that's fine. We'll just self-publish. That's wild because <laughs> there is some, and I use this, I don't mean this as harsh as it's probably going to come out, but there is some hot garbage on oh. on the app store right like like oh, sure. like, oh, like yeah. so to be told that you don't meet that standard is impressive woof. to say the least yeah <laughs> now they self-published um and the game started to actually gain popularity and a year later in 2012 the company turned this game um, doodle grub into the sandbox and it, it was a super blocky, it was, is, it's a super blocky world like Minecraft. And I'll tell you guys to go look at the photos here in a little bit. Don't do it yet. But you'll see what I mean. Like, it looks very Minecrafty and Too late. And I looked it up while you were Did talking. you look at them? Okay. Well, it's fine. I didn't, look, look. I didn't look in the channel that you sent photos in. I just was like, okay. oh, I don't think he posted photos for this. I want to go look at it. Okay. It's fine. I mean, the, the other photos I have will tie into different parts of the story, but you get the idea. It looks like Minecraft. So for all intents and purposes, it looks like trash. Um, for people that... It looks way worse than Minecraft. For yeah. people that aren't familiar, and I shouldn't say it looks like trash, it's an artistic decision, and people can have their own artistic decisions. But like, if you don't know Minecraft, the characters are blocks. Like, multiple blocks, but if you it's can imagine... It's to emulate your, Legos. Yeah, your head is square, shoulders are square, hands are square blocks, feet are square blocks, legs are square... Your whole world, you can build and deconstruct the whole world by mining. So you can tear up the grass, tear down through the mud, get to water, build up castles. And it's just very blocky. There's no rounded curves in the entire thing. You literally mine and craft. Yes, it's it's an artistic decision. I think it looks bad. But hey, millions of children love it, so it is what it is. Sure. Now, this game looked similar in a sense. Um and we're actually going to fast forward a few years because for the period of six years, from 2012 to 2018, not a whole lot changed. But in 2018, this company was on the forefront of things as they started to hear about NFTs. So those non-fungible tokens we talked about. And they created their new vision for the sandbox and sold that vision to Animoca. Um, and I'm sure I'm probably saying their name correct. And if I'm not, don't care. Um, and they sold that game for $5 million. Now, what? that company and this company have continued to work on the sandbox. And it is a 
It, it, this company has a ton of like blockchain focused subsidiaries. They actually own thirteen different game yeah. companies, indie game companies that do nothing but like blockchain and NFT games. And I know we tried to say like what does that mean last week, and we did an okay job. I think we'll do a better job even tonight at the ramifications or the the possibilities of <laughs> NFT in video games. So I think maybe if you left last week saying I think I got it, but maybe not. This week will take that even further on, on how the gaming companies actually use these. <sighs> so overall, um, the Sandbox has had 40 million downloads, so not too bad. And the Sandbox isn't just a bunch of like gallery games, so you don't get in and you just play a game here or play a game there. It's, and their overall goal and vision is a virtual world with a topographical map. So there is an actual defined land space that you can move between. And you can explore it with your 3D avatar. So you can, just like World of Warcraft or Final Fantasy or other MMOs, you can interact with multiple people walking from area to area. I don't disagree with Zuckerberg that the best experience, if I'm going to do that, is probably through a virtual headset, but this is not. This is me just looking at my screen, walking my character around. Really... It's probably most akin to Second Life, if you okay. think about it, right? You build an avatar, yeah. how you want it to look, and then you just never change that avatar. You just carry it around. So um, now, so they, they have that topographical map in your 3D avatar, and their thing, the reason I say is like this is the vision too, because like that's at least the goal when everyone builds out their properties. About two-thirds of the available land has been sold. And a quote from the CEO says For real that... Money. Real money. We're, we're going to get there. So a quote from the CEO says that they're not going to expand this area. The area is what it is, right? And that they feel it should be like real-world real estate. So when you walk from one one store out of a Macy's into a JCPenney, like it feels different. That's how these worlds are going to feel. Um, and and it stores might be a bad analogy because not everything's going to be a store, but it's like a game. When you go from one environment or one zone to another zone, they have drastically different feels. That's going to be this as you're walking around. It's all going to feel different. But that also means that your neighbors are nearly as important as the quality of the entertainment you provide. Because if I want to play some games, if I want to experience some stuff, I don't want to have to walk a billion miles to get to the next fun game. So if I'm a partner, I want prime real estate be next to other prime real estate, meaning that each of these areas sell for drastically different prices. Yeah, you know, look, man, it's not enough that reality is, like, so cruel and punishing for most people. Like, I'm, you know, like, I'm not even going to, like, just being totally serious. Like, I'm, you know, like... I was lucky enough to be in a position where I got a good enough, like my job paid me a lot of money and I was able to use that money and I had good money management throughout my life that I had a good to decent credit score and got a house loan, like bought a house. It's not a lot of things that people can do, right? Like it, it just doesn't happen for a lot of people. Yeah. And that process in and of itself was a fucking nightmare. And it's not enough that in reality most people find have to like come up against that crushing 
stupid feeling. It is, of course, somebody thinks, no, this feeling must pursue these people in their digital space because that's what people want. When they build up a digital, the first thing I thought of when I booted up World of Warcraft the first time was not like, oh man, this is a cool, fun fantasy escape. It was, God, when can somebody just let me get taxed? Or when can I, when can finally somebody tell me I can't have something? And they're like, this is so fucking stupid. Like I, oh, it's just, I like the idea that the CEO is like, look, man, this is what it is. So if you, I mean, you want to get in, you better get ready to put some serious cash down unless, I mean, you know, you're not cool and you don't care about it. Like, <laughs> fuck them. Um, in, in the famous words of Samuel L. Jackson from one of the blockbuster hits, Jurassic Park, hold on to your butts because oh. it i don't oh. think you're prepared to comprehend the words you just said of some serious cash so because <laughs> i looked into it and we'll talk about how serious this cash is so um softbank gave this game two days ago 30 million dollars out of that like 93 million, the rest of it was rounded out by 23 other companies, most of them venture capitalist funds that that gave money to round out that 93 million. But a few notable ones were inside of these other VCs, uh, LG Tech Ventures. So a subsidiary or a venture capitalist fund of LG was part of it. Samsung Next was part of it. Cool. And then Polygon Studios was part of it. Um, so it, you know, you, you have quite a bit of people investing in this from the gamut. And this was the first investment by SoftBank Vision Fund 2 cuz SoftBank can't just have one vision fund. They have multiple VCs. And though this is the first one by Vision Fund 2 and it was 30 million dollars, it's not the biggest investment SoftBank has done into NFTs and into video games, they invested $680 million into a company called Soiree, which is a Paris-based fantasy soccer game maker. They have 30 employees, oh, and they yeah. specialize in NFTs. Now, what are you going to sell in a fantasy soccer game? The only thing I could imagine is, like, unique trading cards. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like, digital yeah. This one has This one has cards, Lionel right? Messi doing a fucking bicycle kick with red sneakers. And it's the only one in existence. So I need $50 million, the deed to your home, uh, your first child's leg, and I don't also, know, fucking, like, you have to also send a video of you uppercutting your mother into the ceiling. Sure. But think yeah, about this. Yeah. Think about any company you know, video game company, like actual dev company. Um, and it can be large to small. Maybe not EA, maybe not Ubisoft, but think of some of the others that you actually know. When was the last time one of those young companies looking to build a game got $680 million for 30 employees? Yeah, never. That doesn't never. happen. That never, that does not happen. Like most companies start off with 15 employees or less, mostly less. They either self-fund or they beg for money or then they, or then they like get publishing through crowdfunding. Like that's, yeah, that's, that's crazy. So anyway, um, there's, there's definitely, as we talked last week, some big corporation influence into pushing this NFT in video games. That's a crazy amount of money. So back to Sandbox. The CEO said that this investment is going to help the game move forward from just gaming. Because 
yes, they want to build a virtual gamescape, but they want to move beyond you get into our world and in every area you play a game. We also want to get into fashion and we want to get into architecture and virtual concerts and shows and art galleries and museums. You know what? This takes me back to the last (laughs) fuck epic for starting this (laughs) shitty ass practice of holding digital concerts inside their fucking games because now here we are. And now, guess what? Each ticket is a fucking NFT now that you get to own and it has a little picture of you and your avatar. You know what? I'm... I'm probably you know, either, I'm either describing something that's already happened that's going to make me more mad, or I'm giving them an idea and it's going to happen. And no, so it hasn't happened yet. Although Epic wasn't the only. Once Epic did it, they set that precedence. Roblox started doing that too, if you recall. They've oh, done a couple yeah, concerts. So that's of course but, they do. But that's what they're. I mean, that's exactly what this company is looking into. They're hoping that you pay for their service with sand. We're gonna sand is their currency. We'll talk about that in a minute. You're gonna hate it. Jesus, like fucking angel so dust or some shit. You pay with their currency, and then when you're in this world, just like any second life or whatever you're walking around you're playing some games oh time for a concert i need to spend more sand on concert tickets and now i can go to that concert that's you're not giving them an idea that idea already exists in their brain and they're shooting for this um they they said that they want to build this multiverse out and they're currently thirty thousand artists selling items and, and other virtual goods for the sand virtual currency Now, um, as streaming popularity has grown, the company has started selling real estate as NFT-based digital property. Each of these blocks are unique. You own one plot of land, and that's the only plot of land available, right? Now, you can sell your plot of land. You can rent your plot of land. We'll talk more about that in a moment. You can be a fucking (laughs) landlord? You're joking. You're actually kidding me. I looked into it earlier. We'll get there. So, (laughs) um, so as people started, yes, you can. And as people started streaming this and the streams aren't huge, like the article I was reading is like, Oh, streams have gone crazy. The biggest, the, the, on Twitch, the biggest subscriber to the stream is literally the company themselves. And they have like 7,000 people. And there's a couple like four and one and so on. But like, I found six people live and only one person was actually like showing off the stuff, but it hasn't stopped others from investing in areas of land to create their own plot in this metaverse. For instance, let's go to my first photo over to the general tab. You will see some partners, Snoop Dogg, the walking dead, avenge sevenfold, the Smurfs, hell's kitchen, Roller Coaster Tycoon, Dead Mouse, Care Bears, and Atari have all become official partners so, bu- buying not just a plot, but like plots of land. And in fact, if you want to get a better example of that, if you go to the second photo, you're going to see these little squares. You're going to see Atari on a small one and on a big one. And sure. then you're going to see like some of these other icons and I know listeners, you can't see this. Don't worry. I will put all of this stuff on the Instagram and we'll have it on Twitter so you can see it. But like the red are spots that have been sold. The orange are spots that have not like, I I think that is a spot that maybe is up for grabs and you have the green, the blue sandbox 
those are the areas owned by this account that are available for purchase. So this one specifically is that blue sandbox right in the middle. This would be the plot of land you would be buying from their website. You can even see in the top of the photo, it says land 54 comma negative 108. That's the place on the grid you would be buying it. Okay. So Makes a couple sense. things. Yeah. One, uh, Snoop Dogg is trash for this. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I expected, I expected nothing less than the other people on this list. Like this makes sense. Sure. Uh, I guess outside of Dead Mal Five, I don't really know anything about him. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's a DJ that wears a stupid mask. So yeah, like I know. I that. just that's why I'm being shitty about his name intentionally. But I, I know <laughs> nothing about him. I don't listen to that music, whatever. And I don't listen to rap either. But I do know Snoop Dogg, and I'm just like blown away that the same old man that streamed for like a week and a half with his entire stream muted because he didn't (laughs) know that he muted himself also somehow found a way to log into this fucking place and buy a like a plot of land like it fucking means i mean clearly it's not him he has smart people around him because he streams. He he's invested in uh, some some but esports team. So it's not. It ever, can't be him. It's gonna be somebody. If you ever him, get right? big enough to where somebody does this with your money, like I, I mean, whatever. I'm <laughs> I'm sure somebody it's fucking Christian. told him like, yo, dude, you'll get a six hundred percent fucking return on. Some fucking dumbass being like, whoa, what the fuck? Snoop Dogg is selling his house for $600,000. Of course I have to buy it. And then like, look, I own Snoop Dogg's digital house now. And it's fucking, dude. look at me. Like, We're, we're going to talk. You see the graph at the bottom, right, of this photo? The graph indicates like price fluctuations day by day. Um, yeah. And I know it looks like it goes down, but we're going to talk about that in, in a moment. So... There are currently 12,000 virtual landowners. I don't know how many spaces they have. I mean, they have thousands of spaces. So 12,000 is what they say, almost two-thirds. So there's still plenty of room. Hey, if you boys want to hop in on hop in on it, we could, we could always get a testing room plot of oh, land um, to build something out. But Producer inclu- says no. Yeah, producer says no. Yeah. <laughs> you might change your mind when we're done. So no. Yeah, <laughs> I said what I said. Damn there's it. 165 <laughs> brands, and to date, since 2018, they've sold over 144 million dollars in merch. And the company says there's over 500 thousand individual blockchain this is just, wallets. So you said March or merch? merch. Sorry, merch. Mm-hmm. So this is not this is not including land sales. Mm-mm. Correct. Nope. It's just 145 million on somebody buying a shitty koozie that says sandbox in it. Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, well, possibly, but other stuff like assets. <laughs> I mean, I guess oh. they could have bought a koozie. Oh, okay. So in game assets. So, like, yeah. I have a brown pair of fucking vans now or some shit. Yeah. I mean, it's possible there's also an in game koozie that says sandbox on it. I don't know. So, <laughs> so here's the thing. I saw land. Okay, now let me let me digress for a second. Yeah, sure. This this land and everything in this game sells for sand. Remember, sand is their currency. 
However, because like, just this say is, crack, like just say what you mean. Like, this oh, is I'm, fucking I'm gonna say exactly what I mean, um, and I'm gonna show it to you in a second. So their currency is based on blockchain, right? It is tied to Ethereum. So of course it is. Everything sure. that has sand below it, since sand doesn't make a whole lot of sense, it'll it, it below it will say U.S. dollars. But that U.S. dollars will be the equivalent of however many Ethereum. So, like, the price will actually fluctuate throughout the day, right? Because, like, with Ethereum. Yeah. Now, the land, however, sells for straight up Ethereum coin. So they don't actually sell land for sand. So I saw some for as little as three Ethereum. I saw one for as much as ninety nine thousand ethereum which for reference what is ethereum at as far as the usd is concerned well funny you ask the answer to that would be slightly (laughs) under like dollars under four thousand five hundred dollars for one ethereum so one plot of land for three ethereum is thirteen thousand dollars and that's and that is for trash land. That is you. No, thank you. Tiny land. <laughs> Tiny land, right? Because you saw those blocks, and you can look at them again. Some are large. Some are huge. That one Atari one is massive. But then Atari also has a really tiny one, and that really tiny one is still bigger and takes up the same spot as six or nine even smaller plots of land. Now, it gets even worse than that, right? Because anyone can build a game. However, you either need to own land to put your game on when it launches, or you need to rent land to put your game on when it launches. And your game has to fit within the block plot. So if you make a big game that takes up multiple plots of land, one of those tiny squares doesn't work. You're gonna you have, have to, to get a rent. fucking easement survey like you do for a fucking house. <laughs> you're gonna have to rent. But dude, think about that. That's why people are buying this land because you're gonna have to rent it. That is passive income for anybody that has an extra thirteen grand laying around, even for the shitty plots. This is so insane. First of all, I just want to say. Just for everybody who's listening, because I make it a point to call this out it's every single time. Yeah. This, this, this name comes up is... So Alex has been saying Atari all night, and everyone goes, Atari? That sounds like the, you know, the company that I used to know and love. What, what happened? I just want everybody to know that the Atari that you knew has died a long time ago. It went bankrupt. It was defunct. But it was bought by a company called Infogrames. Now... They do not like it when you bring up the fact that <laughs> Atari is just infogrames and not Atari. Uh, so much so that they have threatened to sue people when they keep saying it. Uh, not in a, in, a, in a sense like this, like with a podcast, but Sorry, in a sense Christian, of like... Sorry, Christian, what was the name again? Infogrames. Grame? G-R-A-I? Infograme? Yeah. So the trash company Infograme. Yes, the garbage company. Yes. Infograme. Yes. Okay, the so, company so, so who, we're on the same done page. nothing good in the game space yeah. that is, is trash. Infogrames. Infograme, that, that POS company that now uses the name Atari and gets mad when people say Infograme. 
Right. Okay. Yes, they want they want people to only refer to them as Atari because they spent a lot of money on the Atari name mm-hmm. to try to hide the fact mm-hmm. that they were Infogrames. Yeah, the um, trash company Infogrames. Yes, it. yes, because nobody would want that name because it's horrible and it brings a lot of bad blood. I see. I see our producer in the background shaking his head, going, "Please do not get us sued." Yeah, please. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> um, We're good so far. But yeah, so that's that's where it's at. Um, that's you know that's not uncommon. Uh, Tiger Direct. If anybody remembers that old website. Uh, a lot of people think Radio Shack still exists. Not Radio Shack. Uh, Circuit City still exists. They're like, oh, Circuit City's still online. No. Radio Shack. Or, sorry. Ugh. Tiger Direct bought Both that them. domain yeah. and still runs those websites under those other names. It's not yeah. the same company that you knew. Yeah. So that's I just I like to call that just because. So it, ever since they've bought that name, they have done heinous things with that brand. I mean heinous things with that brand um so this this does just does not it it totally falls in line with just how garbage they are now yeah so again these companies and these partners even i mean hell dude hell's kitchen gordon ramsay's company why did he buy some of this because plant. like it because is, all that somebody wants is to go buy their fucking nft steak mm-hmm. and get screamed at by gordon ramsay and have him be like it's rotten and then everyone being like oh this is so funny i can't believe i finally got gordon ramsay to yell at me and now i have an NFT nft steak that nobody will be able to hit right click save image as uh on and it'll just it'll be mine forever i'll have this perfect unique stake that no one will be able to take from me unless I convince somebody to buy it for $400 million. Yeah. So again, just to recap for everyone, this metaverse is a defined size with blocks of land that are sellable for Ethereum for, for the low, low price starting at 13,000 going all the way up to whatever 99,000 times for 4,500 is. I have no idea. I'm not doing that math, but either way you can see it's not cheap. And anybody who wants to be part of this metaverse will have to pay a service fee, clearly, monthly, to be in it like any other. And then people that want to develop games can develop games and then put their game on the land as long as it fits. And if it doesn't, you either make it fit or you buy or rent larger plots of land. Those are your options. Now, let's talk about developing the game side of things, right? Because... You, you're going to need developers to build this stuff out. Like, Snoop Dogg's not building a game. He's owning that land. Walking Dead actually has something built out. I didn't get too far into it, but it looks like a little, like, theme park area. Cool for them. But you're going to need people to support this thing because a majority of the, the people that currently own land are not game developers. They're doing what Christian said. They're sitting on this NFT gold mine. And they're gonna turn it in when they can, right? You said you said that the biggest. I just wanted to do this because I just did this really quick. You said it was four hundred thousand Ethereum for the biggest one. It was a hundred thousand that I saw for the biggest one, but I didn't scroll through. There's like thirteen pages of hundreds. I'm not gonna scroll through thirteen pages. That You're was just fine. the one that You're stuck up to me. You doing the math real quick? Oh yeah, because I <laughs> yeah yeah forty five hundred times a hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah yeah so, so. four hundred forty four hundred and fifty million dollars. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. So, um, 
So let's talk about building the games out because they're going to be these people. And I have a feeling that most, not most, many people that build these games out are going to be indie developers that cannot afford to buy land, which means they're going to have to rent. There's a good chance, I will venture to say, most people that are indie developers, solo developers to build games out for this thing are going to bankrupt themselves trying to rent and build these games. Just because... Christian, dude, if you don't understand the prices of land, you're not going to understand this at all. So you can actually get on their website and you can use assets that are already built because clearly they need to have a similar look. You can't just bring in your own asset necessarily without getting it cleared. So you can build assets. And when I say this for people that aren't familiar, you can create costumes for people's avatar to wear you can create weapons you can create shoes sure. you can create food to eat like all of this stuff has to be put in the game you can partner with this company using their tools to build it and then put it on a marketplace so other indie developers that haven't been approved or don't have the skill set or the time or the want to go create stuff from scratch they can go onto the marketplace and they can purchase these assets, these people, these shoes, these cars to put in their own game. Please see picture number three. Oh. Picture number three is of a streamer I have found this morning, or I'm sorry, this afternoon as I was doing this. And uh, you can see there is, you if you want to build a game, you can put a clown in it. You can put a witch lady in it. You can put a person dressed up as a bat. Can you see the price of that clown? It's 6,300 sand. Now remember... Sand is tied to Ethereum. Yeah. Sure. That is $12,915 for that clown character only. I just don't, I don't. Why? The thing is, so the problem, yes. Like, the thing is, I just don't even understand. I don't understand where this gets, how this is making money for them. Well, and let me, let me answer that for you. Because, remember... These are NFTs. So if you go to picture number four, she's actually, she's explaining how this works to the, to the viewers. So picture number four is of the clown. Now you can see the price and everything. Um, it's from Lady Pixie Company. It's just an ad, some random person. And you can see that there is only three minted. So only three of these characters have been made and you see it's one of one for sale. So, they're able to get away with it because if you buy this thing, you're going to be the only game in this entire metaverse with that clown. Yes, mm. so I get that part. What I'm saying is, is that every indie game that I've ever seen, and this mm -hmm. is just based off my experience, yep. has been made on a shoestring budget. A long time ago, um, in, a, in a past life, Preston and I went and interviewed uh, a game company that made the game uh hive jump it hit steam switch it was like a little indie game yep mm -hmm. and uh preston what what did they say about the budget for hive jump i don't remember that that's a strong pull but um but it's very low if anything i say they did not give them anything to make that game Yep. To, to ask me that, yeah. And not only that, but they had to take uh, sales from like a bunch of random guns for hire games, like a My Little Pony game, 
and random Some shovelware chi, stuff. Chi, chim, chim, like it's like mm-hmm. hamster games from 3DS. Like, it, like they did 3DS games to get this game to even have enough money to try yeah. it. Right. Yeah, yeah. And when we were talking about how they were like straight Their up, Nintendo game. gave us nothing. Like, yeah. and not even in a negative way. They were just like, it's it was on us. Like, we have to build yeah. the game, right? We're building. Yeah. Um. So it's fucking crazy to me that there is apparently an indie developer out there that's got the budget to spend twelve thousand dollars on a single character asset for a video game they're making. Yeah. Yeah. And you want to know the crazy part about that? The cool thing is the quotes around the cool thing is that if you're building a game and you pay for that asset, that's a lot of money, but you can then use that asset as many times as you want in the game, right? So you can your game can be a single shooter and it's like a zombie survival, but instead of zombies, you have clowns. So there could be 5,000 clowns on screen running at you at one time, but you paid only $12,000 for it. However, yeah. you have to have one per game. So if you buy a second plot of land and you want to build a second game, that asset you paid for and used in the first game that you own cannot be used again in the second game you own. You would Mm. have to then rebuy that asset if available or use something else. Nope. (laughs) Don't like it. it. I like, no, I don't think I will. No, sir. I like it. Yeah. That, that site also had things on there that that streamer was scrolling through and they had things on there that weren't even for sale yet. Like they were up there. They haven't even been quote unquote minted yet. So there were cars and there were trucks and other stuff. And they were just like, they were just like not for sale. So because they haven't launched yet. So you can even like, and I, I can only imagine that stuff is to get interest and then gauge the release price right? Like how many people want this asset? How many do I need to mint quote unquote? And then how much are we going to charge for it? So it's, it's asinine, the prices that are going into this all because of the NFT boom that people can charge. And like, not just that people can charge, but that people can charge and then be dicks about because you're essentially gatekeeping many people from developing not just games but like good games and again for the listeners out there i'm going to put pictures of this stuff on our social medias when this episode launches you'll be able to see it this isn't your triple a high quality it's not guardians of the galaxy in there it's not even metroid dread which is meant to look like an older yeah, yeah. style game right like, yeah these assets look like shit we can just say they look like trash no, normally I would say there's something to be said about an artistic vision, right? Like, you know, something like, I think Minecraft looks good for what it is, right? Because it's trying to do that. So for sure. what it's trying to do, it looks good, especially when it got that RTX mod where it uses, like, the uh, RTX lighting and stuff like that to, uh, or the ray tracing lighting to, like, really, it looks great. I, yeah. But uh, these are NFTs, and it is clear that somebody just was like, here's a fucking trash ass clown that I whipped together in fucking 15 minutes. Um, but I know you fucking dumbasses are going to pay. Like it's so no fuck. Em. If he fucked that artist, if they sell that one, if they sell that one for 
13,000, then maybe they don't, maybe the other two are already sold. That's why it says three, three or three minted, but one of one available. Maybe the others are sold. If not, they'll release another one to be sold. But if it is, then what do you do? You change up the hair color and make it like purple instead of red and the shirt. Right. And now you have, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's so the company as, as they're building this metaverse and people are spending insane amounts of money to be part of it and invest in something they hope is going to just continually give them money and the NFTs are going to continue to grow, hopefully in their opinion. Um, they're going to use this recent investment to hire people and develop creative tools for players. They want to add multiplayer because that currently doesn't exist. So all of this land that you own, that Snoop Dogg owns, Hell's Kitchen owns, that Atari, everybody else, you can't even do anything yet. Like, there's no multiplayer. You can walk around in the environment, but, like, you can't really interact, especially not with anybody else. They also want to expand intellectual properties and uh, acquire more brands to build out their infrastructure. So they want more partners, and they just want to purchase some things right out, like, outright. I can't tell you how bad I want this whole bubble to pop. Me too, um, because they they play they they are going to use the uh, play to earn model to monetize the time spent in the metaverse, and the goal here is like play to earn creates a circular economy with supply and demand. So where um, the resources collected by one player, one category, are then sold and purchased by the other people that didn't get a chance to get it. So you kind of reward your time. A great way to think of this would be like, say we're all back in World of Warcraft days we raid all the time and we get exotic drop after exotic drop after exotic drop. Like we get the best gear, right? And we do this for two straight weeks and then the raid goes away. Well, we can then sell our stockpile of great gear to the people that didn't get to participate. And that's how we're creating that supply and demand. We're rewarded for playing. We got great gear. And then we're able to sell it to people that didn't get to participate and make money off of it. And that's what they plan on doing here. So they're also thinking of ways to do that, to keep you engaged paying that service. On top of the fact that not only are you going to have to pay for the service, you're going to have to pay for everything you do. You're going to have to pay for those games when you walk in to play those games. It's like a carnival. You're going to have to pay for tickets for everything, right? Because nobody's going to rent land and let you play a game for free. If I have to pay thousands of dollars a month to put my game on this property, I'm not going to let you walk in and walk out for nothing. Like you're going to have to pay. Like already, like I'm just like I know that we talked about it's just like fucking this is a company that decided that digital landlords were a thing that needed to exist because it's not it's not uh, enough. Hey man, we have a housing crisis. Can't live in the real world. Live in the metaverse. Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, it's, yeah exactly. Like this fucking dystopian. Like it's not bad enough that we have to deal with shitty fucking landlords here in real life. No, no. Yeah. That that pain and 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 trash must follow you into a digital universe where they also are asking for your money at the first of every month for a digital space for you to hang out in. Oh my god. Oh my god. I want nothing more than for this all to pop. Yeah. yeah. And all of these fucking people to go bankrupt and then and this is, I, and I mean this. And then when these fucking people are out on their ass and they're like, oh God, and they're fucking shaking a cup 
outside of the fucking sandbox company doors. And they're like, please, please, sir, I need some help. Like, I'm, I'm, like it's, I'm bankrupt. I've got nothing. The government took everything. I will take their cup and I will spit in it and hand them back and go, you are fucking trash. I hate you. <laughs> this is like, it's uh, so bad. The dude, like, it's such a dystopian thing. And the problem is, is that it feeds into directly what we talked about last week. And it's just like, you are spending time creating ways for people to lose so much of their money for the promise that they will be able to make it off the backs of other people that come in later than them, right? Like, it, all of the crypt, like the NFT and all this shit has been like that. Like, you, you build it up and being like, look, man, yes, it's a lot of money to invest now, but think about it. You're here trying to get in. So if you buy in now, sooner or later, other people are also going to come in because everybody's going to get on sometime, man. It's just a matter of when. So when they get in, you'll be able to sit here and the price will be even higher. And you'll be able to look at them and go, look, man, I got it for sale. All you got to do is just give me the money. And the best part about this is that people is that none of these people are keeping this crypto shit and just like sitting on their hordes of crypto, right? Like the whole reason that crypto is what it is and NFTs and all these things are worth money is because it comes back into US dollars. Like it'd be different if people turn these massive things of crypto or these massive NFT investments and they go, great, now I can use this investment to go and pay you know pay for things in real in real life and help me you know like i can go to the fucking donut shop every morning and hand and flip him a couple ethereum and all of a sudden get 18 bazillion donuts because that's what it would be worth but they don't they take this money or they take these things turn them into u.s dollars so that they can be actually rich in the actual world where people live in and then go but hey, man, at least you got your fucking stockpile of digital stuff that I sold you. And trust me, someday when some dude comes in to be in the position that you were just in with me, you'll also have a bunch of fucking money once you sell you, it to them. It's you a remember, fucking scam. And you remember I, when you were a kid and no, you went no, to like man. an arcade or a putt putt or something <laughs> and you traded uh -huh. in dollars and got gold coins that you could use on the machine? Yes. That's what you're doing. And then you would use those gold coins or tickets to get like an eraser or a little like slappy yep. sticky hand or something. That's what you're doing, except the difference is that eraser that you get or that little slappy sticky hand is digital and it can never leave the game. Right. And and that's the that's the hope. And you have to spend the rest of your life convincing somebody that you have the coolest fucking sticky hand and their life will actually never be complete unless they also unless they buy this digital sticky hand from you right now 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 please now please god now I can't I don't I don't have any more money left please god buy my sticky hand. So you said you said something interesting that I completely agree with. You you called it dystopian. And it really is if you think about it, because the goal and the and and what they envision for this metaverse is like Ready Player One, right? When you think about it, they want to they want you to have this avatar, and you can get these digital assets. You can get a sweet jacket, or like cool glasses, or an awesome arsenal, 
And then you can take it from game to game, kind of. You can take it from zone to zone within their game, right? Like you're just walking between little worlds and you can take it with you in their own game. Um, so that's interesting in theory, but if you if anybody has read Ready Player One or similar stories, the usual message to that is corporations take it over, greed is bad, get out of the digital world and live your life. Like that's exactly what Ready Player yeah. One is. Like the whole thing is one terrible company because of their greed taking over their world and and trying to run it to sell more ads and more subscriptions and more coins. Literally what this game is doing. And at the end they like break free and get into the real world, realize there's more there, and then it, the moral is They touch is grass like, and go, whoa. Yeah, the moral is like, oh, I still get in the game every once in a while, but like once a week, not every day. And it's just, it is dystopian in this world they're trying to create and who they're trying to create it for and who they're creating it by. Like, if you missed, if anybody missed the most important part of the story... Let me get closer to the mic here. If you missed the most important part of the story, you, I, Preston, we, Allie, we cannot afford to invest in this game. I mean, $12,000 to buy a plot of land, right? But the game's been made for us. They want us to, to pay monthly and get in and, and buy their stuff. They want us to buy their jackets and so on. Yeah. But the number one investor right now is a bank banks for anybody that doesn't know and we can say this we have good authority in the video game industry banks don't make video games ever no not not ever never they have yeah. never and when our banks do not make video games and if a bank is investing a majority money into this you know into uh for into a vc and, and so on that should be a red flag to you you should not be interested in this if that because banks have one goal and that goal is to make money and take the money they have and invest it to make more money this game is made by the rich to help people get more rich by having people with less give what little they have. Literally, that's what this NFT boom and, and metaverse is. Now, as dark as that is, I do want to talk about the flip side for just a second and, and say... It Final wouldn't. Fantasy has a free trial up to level 60. With <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, I think I could I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. So, <laughs> oh my god, that was like a slam dunk of jokes. That was not? so good. Yeah. So I just look a metaverse. Ready Player One and living in that sort of real world would be dope, right? Like it really would be cool to to be in this realistic virtual world that was tactile. I can touch it and I can experience it. Like not just look through a screen. Um, if you haven't seen or read ready player one, go read the book. It's great. Watch the movie. If you have a pretty TV, it's fine. Um, but that, that, I mean that, that would entice us as gamers. Like that's pretty incredible. If I want to go do a racing game, I can be in a car and I can drive a car. If I want to be in a fighting game, like I'm running around, I'm shooting or I'm punching or whatever. <laughs> The, the, that's awesome, but unfortunately, 
the technology isn't there. Like this is the lowest quality game that anyone could deliver. It's not virtual. The graphics suck. It doesn't look real at all. So my question to you really is like, would you, would you like to see a real metaverse? And do you think this will lead to something like that? Obviously in the future, like it would have to be very far down the road, but like, do you think that could happen or would you be into it if it did happen? You go ahead, Preston. I've been, I've been uh, bitching this whole show. I, I'd be into it, but uh, I don't think it'll ever happen. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it'll ever happen. Um, there's too many companies. There's too many people with hands in the uh, wheels, if you will. Um, so you just think that people wouldn't work together to do it? No, there's too many companies. Yeah, too many companies that would not be able to put that into fruition. We, we, we talked about this with the, uh, the last uh, episode when it came to NFTs. Like, if you had a golden gun that could go within all the games, I, I don't think that's a possible thing outside of, let's say, that golden gun would only be, in, only be available for EA games. It's like all of all of all the of EA uh, games or all of, all of the Call of Duties the, or something. The new Jedi yeah. Order game and you all of a sudden got Golden Gun. Oh, some dumb shit like that. Yeah, right? Um, like, yeah, it's just you're not going to be able to do that um, without there being a corporate bullshit surrounding I mean, that. This company is doing it right in that sense. Like, they are... You know, the, the sandbox game, the company that owns them, like they are that parent company and they're sure. selling off. So but like that also, that part is right. But I don't think get that into a uh, Nintendo game. Are you going yeah. to get that into like a Sega game? Like it, it's you're not going to be able to do that. Um, there's too many hands that need to be involved, too many corporations that need to be able to say yes and no for this thing can be. In this game as well. Yeah. So that's the issue. Okay. So for me, I I agree with Preston. I don't think it will be ever happen. Um, I mean, look, if, if you know what, I'll amend that by saying that if Disney actually ever secure, like goes with their goal of owning the entire fucking world. Why not? Um, then sure, because if they've conquered all other companies, <laughs> then what's left but to grind the rest of us into dust? So I'm sure they would probably be able to pull it off. But otherwise, no. I, there, there'd be too many competitors in the space that I think would be able to, to make it so that there's just like the product that everybody goes to, right? Like for instance, like even, even just online games in general, right? Like when MMOs were a thing... I mean, like, you've got 14, you've got New World, you had, like... Uh, stop, stop, stop. 14 is when you stop. No, what I mean is... is that <laughs> oh, boy, wait, because we, we will be talking about New World here in the yeah. coming weeks, because, no, man, 14. that thing... But stop. what I mean is is that people are making new ones, right? Like, the genre yeah, before, sure. like, mm-hmm. no one was not making any. Sure. Um, but, you know, back then, it was like, you played WoW... And that was basically it, right? Like City of Heroes was a thing. Um, Old Republic. Oh, don't fucking 
Yeah. yeah. Well, but the old Republic was newer. I'm saying like wait, like early day, like Vanilla Wow, like back like early, early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. Well, EverQuest for those. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But like yeah. even then, EverQuest had a huge amount of users leave to WoW. City of Heroes ended up fucking dying. Like that game just doesn't yeah, fucking City exist Heroes anymore. Is a big one. Yeah. Um, all that stuff, right? So even then, like there was all these different competitors, and then finally, like everybody just like flocked to this one game. Wow. Um, yeah. But you saw that shift. And now more games are in that space and are taking those things, right? So I, I, I don't think that it'll ever be a thing that would happen. And if it does, it's not anything that'll last, right? Like, it's not like this one, like, it, it'll, but um, would I want to see it? Um, I don't know. No, not really. That idea has never been, like, cool to me. Like, no. When I was younger, maybe like you know, like the bug-eyed like kid of being like, "Whoa!" You know, like if I could be Ryu and take a dragon punch to the chest, that'd be so sick. But like the actual answer is like, I that does not sound fun. Like I don't. But also, you know, that's not what video games are for me anymore. Like that idea of for me, like pushing the envelope so far to the point where it's like blurred and. I'm like, is this fucking real life or is it not? Like, like I don't, I'm not, I don't care about that kind of stuff anymore. Like, I mean, like, dude, it, you know, my fucking favorite game this year with a bullet is Guilty Gear Strive. Is yeah. an anime fighter that has dudes, characters called, named uh, that man and the answer. And you don't want to get physically punched and physically punch people back? No, not at all. I've been in fights. It's not fun. No. But what I'm saying <laughs> is, is like, I just, you know, that there has, all, I have always, you know, like when I was a kid, right? Like I'll, I can easily tie back this to an actual memory that I've had. When I was a kid and I played Pokemon for the first time, I was like, Fuck. Dude, if Pokemon could be real life, I would do this in a heartbeat. Are you Yo. tell me that I don't have to go to school anymore, Yo. and all I have to do is hang out with my fucking animal pal don't and go train and tell everybody like, "Nah, man, I'm a trainer." So that means you get to let me. I get to go sleep in your mm -hmm. house for free and eat <laughs> whatever. I, because guess what? I'm I'm a trainer, and so you guys have to abide by this fucking crazy ass dream right. of mine. Like, you know, so like crazy shit like that um fun then but the problem is is that you never get that will never happen because you can never just unplug yourself from real life and then just go exist in that digital world inside with those rules and everything like that and the only reason that those digital worlds have the appeal that they do to you is because you are in the real world now right like pokemon sounds great because i wanted to have a fucking animal friend to hang out with and raise forever right but like it's because at the time i didn't have any pets and i thought pets were like i you know but like the the appeal was because i was so grounded in reality where that stuff is a fantasy so you you'll never be able to unplug yourself and then live in this digital space and then even if you do right that digital space is finite like it you know 
if, for instance, like to use the Pokemon example, if I was to go through and go through this whole Pokemon journey, I get I get to the end of the fucking Elite Four, and I become the champion of the the Indigo League, and I've got the fucking badge, and I'm sitting there, and and I'm like, then what? Do I just continue along my day to day with these digital characters that will spit out the same lines to me over? You'd go crazy. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with you guys. I, I don't think we're ever going to see... I don't think we're ever going to see anything like that in our lifetime. Oh, if it no. ever happens yeah. at all. Because, I mean, to Preston's point, there's way too many companies right now that wouldn't be able to give creative control to someone else yeah. to be willing to join a metaverse, that right? Like, yeah. Activision is not giving up money to go join somebody else in this metaverse. Like, it's not happening. Um, so... I think there's that, but I think with this one, in Christian, to your point, I do hope this bubble dies soon with NFTs. Um, because what's going to happen is, like, say you sell out all of this land, and say I can hop in that game, it, it for most gamers, it's not going to be very long until I go and realize these indie people making these games are trash games. Like, I want to go back to my Fortnite. I want to go back to Call of Duty. I want to go back to um, Assassin's Creed or anything else that I have. Like, the experience isn't going to be as good as your top-tier games right now. So I think what's going to happen is you might get a lot of subscribers for the first two, three, four, hell, maybe even eight months but when people spend enough time in there, they're going to realize that the quality of experience they're expected to get isn't great and how much money they're spending in order to keep up this facade of like, look, look at me. And then when their friends stop caring, like, oh, I don't care that you spent money on that jacket because it's stupid. Like, I think you're going to see a hard plunge if that's even if this game ever comes to fruition. Like, there's still a long way to ways to go if you have six partners and only two thirds have been sold and there's not even games everywhere. Like this, this is a long way to go. So if it ever comes out, I think you'll see a hard drop within a year of users and it's, it's probably going to implode. It's just I not sustainable. So. It's I not sustainable. Away, with the... I'm done. I, honestly, I'm done hearing about, I'm done hearing about crypto in general. And I don't mean as far as your topics are concerned. You know what I mean? Like, I just mean like, I'm, t- I'm tired of fucking people. To, you know, like I saw an ad the other day that, set me over the fucking edge but it was like uh we've now got um shiba coin or some shit like some new some new Mm -hmm. currency based off Mm -hmm. a fucking dog and i was just like dude you can't you can't get rid of it like watching watching sunday football like football players now invest in these companies and their spokespeople for the commercials that happen during football games. See, and, that's, and it's and just, so then you get these ridiculous. fucking people. So they do this and they know that someone's going to go, man, I missed the, I missed the boat on Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. I missed the boat on Ethereum. I missed the boat on Litecoin. I fucking listened to Elon Musk and I bought some Dogecoin and I thought that was supposed to go to the moon <laughs> and it didn't, it crashed down and I lost my money there. But today's the day. I can finally get in on the the early and I can buy Shiba coin. And then they'll do it. Sure. And of course, just like every fucking day, it's not gonna work. And they'll either end up losing all their money 
Well, and they'll get burned, and then they'll go onto fucking Reddit and all this other dumb shit that, like, with the little investment groups, and they'll be like, I, I was burned again. Like, why are you guys, like, how come I keep losing my money? What is going on? Why? And it's like, because the, the boat on that, most of these things have already passed. But somehow, some way, every so often, there is a small number of these things that just happen to, like, NFTs. Like, as much as I fucking hate them, the people are actively making money on them. Um, even though they're some of the biggest dumbasses in the world. And when I say that, I mean it because one of my favorite things right now is somebody who just bought like a, a fucking a super expensive. It was like a thirty or $40,000 NFT and then literally tweeted the phrase, I just bought this. I'm glad, I'm glad and I'm so happy I have it. Can anybody tell me, is there a way to disable right-click save image as? <laughs> yeah, sure. But then I can just go into my computer and turn on developer mode and take all the assets off of one page with a simple copy. Or I'll copy. just screenshot mm-hmm. it. <laughs> Whatever. I have the fucking photo. You know what I mean? Like, but my point is, is like, this is somebody who spent like $30,000, $40,000 on a fucking NFT Didn't and then has the nerve doing. to ask a stupid-ass question like that. And it's like, you... You don't know what you're doing, and right now, most of the time, right, like, it's really easy to dunk on the people who have a lot of disposable income and are doing this to in the hopes of increasing that disposable income, but the nature of things, just like that gambling story that we talked about a long time ago with gaming editions and gambling editions and everything, is that inevitably, real, regular, working-class people end up getting hurt by this kind of shit mm-hmm. because they have the there is a promise of finally being rich for the first time in their lives and it's it sucks man and that's not even that's not even to mention like we talked about last week it's not even to mention the fucking environmental effects and everything that this shit always brings on which is like hey dude i'm so glad that you're worried about the fucking snoop dog hotel that's getting built in this digital world that while <laughs> it's doing that is actively killing the world that your fucking stupid ass body lives in but you know we'll it, whatever i guess i'm I'm 100% with you. It's the people don't realize the people that are really getting rich off of crypto are the people that have enough disposable income to make a difference. If I put in $150,000, that 1% return is a lot more than you putting in $150. Exactly. And that's that's the problem. It's, It's all exponential. So, we're not going to get too preachy with the rich getting rich and poor getting poor, but literally like these things are to help people that already have the disposable means to make more. So with this stuff and with NFTs, I am with you. Like it's, it is to the point where it makes you frustrated at the people willing to pay, not just pay people willing to throw away $13,000 for a, for a clown asset that they can use in their game. Like, where did you get that money? Why do you have that money? And why is this what you're choosing to spend it on? It's, it's frustrating to see. And it makes you actively not want to take part in the experience, right? Like I can tell you, I can tell you with 100% certainty, I will never play this game. If it launches, not going to happen because I know, I know the backbone of what your goal is and that is to make me pay to get into a world to spend more real world money on virtual stuff that in a year from now or five years from now or 10 years from now won't matter to me any longer. And 
and I know where that money is going, right? I know these investors and stuff. So like, I will never play this game, but it, it, it does, it, it makes you take a second look and just question like, why would anybody want to invest so or play? So I promise next week will not be an NFT or crypto based story. I just, <laughs> this just so happened to fall like back to back and, and it, it lined up so perfectly that I wanted to talk about it because it's asinine to me. Um, but yeah, that, that boys is my topic. Um, I think so. I, yeah. I mean, I don't want to say for sure, but I think that might be, that's nice. might be the show too. Like that yeah, was, yeah. we went in. Yeah. Um, I, I think Christian's going to bring some more lighthearted stuff next week. Um, I'll try yeah. and I'll try and look for some more lighthearted stuff to bring if next not, week. Too. I have it for you. We, I'm, we I'm, I'm, I got, I got topics brewing. Um, Preston has stopped thinking about games and trivia. Um, okay. Fun ones. Not just as depressing. Yeah. If Preston wants to do a whole episode of topic and game, we'll give him the whole show. So he is just, the producer. He, he can do what he wants. Don't tempt me, please. Just keep that in mind. So, um, oh, please. Oh, also, by the way, Alex, mm-hmm. have you been working out? I have been working out. <laughs> I can see it. I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just letting you know. Like, I, yeah, okay. I want to see that flex. I did want to see it flex. I was about to ask you for it, but you gave it to me before uh, I asked you for it. No, it's not. Um, right. I no, I just hopefully. We cut this out of the last minute and a half of this oh, show. Oh, I'm not cutting it. I'm <laughs> no, Preston's like, oh, this is going in the episode, fam. Uh, that's so funny. Thank you. I appreciate it. You know what? I, I see work you. out. I, I work you. really hard for it recently. Yeah. So thank you. you. Um, all right, everybody. Well, thank you for joining us on another episode of The Testing Room. We can't wait to see you next week. Preston, you know what to do. <laughs> this has been The Testing Room. Music by at Damien Crow on Instagram. Logo and art by at RavePet. Interact with us on Instagram and Twitter at TestingRoomPod or email us at TestingRoomPod at gmail.com. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and all of your favorite podcasting apps. And make sure to share us with your friends. Thanks, and see you next time.